All right. Welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. It is officially week two, and we're getting ready for the Cincinnati game. But we have some stuff that we have to get to before we do that. I mentioned at the end of last episode, my name is Caleb. With me, as always, is Craig. Uh, we have voicemails. And All right. Let's get we, to it. Yeah, we definitely don't want to miss out on voicemails because that's uh, some of our favorite content. And um, what I will try to say, we're still trying to figure out our schedule for recording during the season because it always fluctuates and things like that. And since we do two episodes, we're trying to figure out the most efficient way to do everything. So right now, if you want to get your reactions to games on the recap episodes uh, immediately following the games that we do, the best way is to call either the day of the game after the game has happened or on Sundays. That will probably guarantee that your voicemail will get to us in time for recording because it looks like we might be doing recording Sunday night. But um, for the preview of the games, we're not sure exactly when that's going to be happening. So the earlier the better. Otherwise, we'll include it in the uh, next episode, uh, but we will always include it when we record. Just kind of an FYI, and we'll try to keep you guys updated if we get things set in stone. It always fluctuates because we do this when we can, but we do guarantee every week that you will get at least one episode, and we always try to do two during the regular season. But, Craig, are you ready for the voicemails? I'm ready, man. Hit it. Okay. All right. So hey. this first one is actually a preview uh, before the Florida game. And then okay. I think... Uh, yeah, then everything else is after it. So the, here's this one. This is going back a little way. So this is right before the Florida one, before the Florida game happened. So let's get in here, and we'll go ahead and play this one. Hey, guys, it's Jeff Kirby, uh, also known as Curbmeister on Twitter, uh, at MGoKirby. Um, I just listened to your predictions for tomorrow's game, and uh, the first one – 44 to 6 or something like that and I I'm not really seeing that. I think I think Michigan's going to score probably high 20s, low 30s and Florida's going to be like high teens, low 20s probably. So I'll go like 34 to 21 Michigan. Uh love the show, love the in-depth research. Lots of information, lots of uh, comparisons. Uh, faithful listener here. Uh, can't wait for tomorrow, and can't wait for the follow-up show after the game. Uh, and I'll be counting sharks on TV for you guys. All right. Have a great Labor Day weekend. Go blue. All right, Kirby. Thanks. I like Kirby, man. He's awesome. Yeah, he is great. He he definitely has been a longtime listener with us, and he's uh, one of the guys who's very active on Twitter who gets involved in conversation. So, Kirby, thanks for that. Yep. Uh, we'll touch base quickly on this uh, because this is a little, from a little while ago. First, first of all, what I want to say uh, after we say thank you for the voicemail is I wasn't that far off with my yeah. Well, you know what? The thing is, is he was – 
Well, actually, we both were going to be way off if you know we didn't have the two turnovers. If we they would have literally probably only scored three points, but. And I predicted it, six. That's not too bad. That's not too shabby. No, no. And you know what? I said, what, somewhere around 14, but I was 28, 14, so I was close. But, yeah, I mean, anytime she can get over 30, I'm I'm for it. But, yeah. yeah he's, he he was pretty close, it. though. I'll give him yeah, that. Yeah, he was. And, you know, the thing is, is, you know, you take – it just based on two of those were unthinkable, you know, turnovers on – you know, on pick sixes, who would have thought that? No one. I would never have predicted that. But given the fact that's the score and what we have, and yeah, pretty pretty close. I mean, he was pretty close, man. He had us above thirty. I didn't. Yeah, that was um, pretty spot on for him. Really, I, I when he was uh, when I first was listening to it, and he was giving that little score range and everything. I was just like, oh man, he's right there. What's what's he finally going to say? And I was. And he did wind up going into the twenties and stuff, sticking in the scenes. He was he was right there. That was pretty awesome. So, yeah. uh, moving right along, then uh, we are going to get into voicemails. Then following the Florida game, uh, so here's our first one coming up with that. Good afternoon, fellas. Um, who I am is of no importance. Where I am is of no importance. But what I saw on Saturday is of great importance. First of all, I want to thank Florida for showing up. Um, everybody can't win the award, but somebody has to get nominated, right? Excuse me. Secondly, I want to thank uh, all the guys from Florida that played for Michigan. They brought some of that speed up there, and they actually showed it to the Gators because a few of those guys weren't recruited by the Gators. Some of those three stars that Coach Harbaugh and staff happened to just get and make look really all-world phenomenal. Um, thirdly, I want to thank the Florida Gator um, players that gave Michigan the extra motivation um, to come out there and pressure watch them all over that field. Although some of them didn't play because of suspension, I mean, it, it was cool. And they had some really cool uniforms, too. Did y'all notice that, Florida? The helmets are dope. Um yeah, man. Um, and, and finally, man, um, fourthly, before I get into the rest of it, I want to thank Coach McElwain for, well, hiring Nussmeyer because Nussmeyer is trash as an offensive coordinator. I don't know how he is as a man, but as a coordinator, he sucks. He looked good in the Brady Hope because Brady Hope was a trash coach. Um, but, yeah, um, as far as the game, clearly a speed mismatch, just like Alabama and Florida State, clearly a speed mismatch. I mean, uh, there were some plays where Michigan beat the ball to the backfield um, for Florida. Uh, by the time Franks got it, it was too late. And, I mean, I, I just don't know what to say. I, I loved watching that game. I didn't love State's play. He had to get better. He has to get better. But every everything else was great. And Michigan is the best defensive um, team that I saw. Well, they have the best defensive line in the country. Alabama has the best defense. And eventually they're going to have to play. Eventually they're going to have to, but Florida. I mean, man, when when the coach didn't even open the full playbook for those guys, it shows you the lack of respect he has for them, and that's just life. Um, so on to the next opponent, which is Cincinnati. But yeah, Florida, with all those four and five star guys in state, and they get whipped like that, and the only points they really got were from Michigan and gift wrapping them points because of uh, one a wide receiver's error, and another uh, spade error. 
that, that says a lot about how far that program has fallen since 2009, really. And that's crazy. Even then, they were said to have the best recruiting class ever, but a lot of those guys were entitled. That's why they didn't make it. But, man, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. Um, but it, it was good. I mean, the coin toss was cool. Um, that's about it. Everything else, Michigan had the advantage here. But love the show. Can't wait to um, hear it this week. And that is the end of that one. And that is uh, another regular listener, regular caller um, for the show and giving a lot of feedback on the Florida game. Yep. Great feedback. Yeah. He's right on on that game. I mean, and, you know, the thing is, is he's right. You go, you got some, some of these players who weren't even either recruited by Florida or Florida didn't, you know, didn't happen, you know, and Devin Bush is one of them. So thank God for that. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'll, I guess we didn't really talk about it, but the uh, Florida uniforms, all, both uniforms on the uh, playing field looked uh, pretty good. And I know yeah. we didn't really talk about that last time. But he's um, right. He's right. Because, you know, you had two great uh, defensive teams and you know michigan just look faster uh, look faster stronger and speed you know you're talking about the sec speed i saw it in michigan i didn't see it in the sec and i didn't see it in florida i mean florida's got a good defense but they didn't have the speed at the linebacking position uh, and defensive line like michigan does and so and we showed it and dominated them and like you said talking about spades got to get a little bit better and accuracy's got to get down and better and you know, he, he's touched on it pretty well. So, yes, he did. And with the suspensions that he mentioned, uh, that we all mentioned, uh, there are still questions uh, with Michigan still because Florida was a little banged up. Florida was a little absent with a few players. So there still are questions. We'll still have to see things moving forward. I don't think we're going to get a lot of answers here this weekend with Cincinnati. Because you're going from, uh, I wouldn't say one spectrum to another, but Florida, quite a bit different than Cincinnati. But we'll get into that conversation more when we uh, get into breaking down the game and everything. So we will move along to the next voicemail, and there's one final one after that. So here's the next one. Oh, and uh, forgot to say thank you, Stephen, for that voicemail and moving along to the next one. Hey, this is Kerb Meister, uh, a.k.a. at MGoKirby on Twitter. Uh, here's my thoughts on this upcoming game against Cincinnati, um, which, by the way, was 4-8 and eight last year, which is really close to being 3-9 and nine, like another team I know. But anyways, um, this, this first off, I want to address the Cincinnati running back spouting off on Twitter about shocking the world against Michigan and there's an article that I just saw uh, from BearcatSportsRadio.com that says that Michigan got by Florida and that Michigan's going to give up 34 points and a loss to Cincinnati. Um, I know Austin P is – I know them as a basketball school, but apparently they have a football team, which Cincinnati beat uh, last Saturday, 
and gave up 224 rushing yards to, which – give up 224. The only – Cincinnati got 97 yards. So I, I don't know about getting by Florida as far as Michigan goes, but Cincinnati – it kind of looks like Cincinnati got by Austin P. So getting a lot of confidence and spouting off like that raises kind of raises some eyebrows for me. Um, I think Cincinnati is going to try and play a spread offense and hurry things up and play play a you know a hurry up offense. Uh, it's like what they did against Austin P. The, the the video that I just watched. Um, I don't doing that against Michigan and and Don Brown, who who's going to counter just like he did against Florida and bring a three three five and a, a five three three and a four two five. He's going to drive the offensive coordinator at Cincinnati crazy, just like he did against Florida. And I don't know how the quarterback's going to check down from seeing a different defense every time he comes to the line. It's going to be very interesting, I think. Um, I think Michigan is going to outwork their kinks, and I think Wilton Spade's going to settle down um, as far as passing and and. I think the receivers are going to practice uh, catching the ball better, not tipping the ball uh, like they did on Saturday. I think the offense is going to practice in response to interceptions and how to react. Um, from what I heard on uh, Jim Harbaugh's podcast, he really felt like he dropped the ball on that, and they're going to focus on that. And I, I would be surprised if Michigan allowed a pick six in this game. To be honest with you, I, I, I will, on the other hand, I think that Michigan will have. And actually, the next voicemail is the the finishing to this one. I think we might have a cap at three minutes for voicemails. But anyways, uh, he called back to finish his thoughts. Okay. All right, so this is M. Gold Kirby again. Um, it, just to finish up what I had to say before I got cut off at the two-minute mark, um, I think Michigan will have at least one pick six in this game. And I think Michigan will score 48 points and uh, be surprised if Cincinnati scores more than six. Uh, I think they're going to, they're going to take this, uh, this fodder that the running back has tweeted out and the, the article on the website. I think they're going to use that against them. And just like they did against Florida and Florida is going to, they're going to Cincinnati will regret it as much as Florida did. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts on that, and uh, love the show, guys. Keep it up, and go blue. All right, thanks again, Curbmeister. Yeah, good stuff in there. Yeah, love love getting people's thoughts, other people's uh, insights, thoughts, reactions, predictions. Uh, really love it, and uh, pointed out some stuff, and is gonna uh, was bringing up some stuff that we'll get into more in depth when we go into breaking down the Cincinnati game. But yeah, some interesting things happening uh, in the media and in what some of the players said from Cincinnati definitely pointed out the effectiveness of Don Brown and his defense. So it's surprising to see some of the things that have been coming out 
I don't want to get too in depth in it yet because I think that we're really going to uh, have some interesting thoughts on that. But Craig, reaction to the voicemail before we move along? Boy, and you know, there's so much to his voicemail to digest because a lot has come out in the past couple of days on you know talking about the I think the Cincinnati Bearcats radio guy talk you know had the article talking about. Michigan getting by and we'll talk about that. <laughs> it's like where Avenue you want to go down, but I'll talk about, um, uh, I'll talk about the running back talk, you know, and I'll kind of make it really quick about him talking about, it. I didn't really mind what he had to say. He just said that, you know, we can shock the world that I don't see it as a disrespect to Michigan. I mean, I expect that's what you want to hear from your players is, Hey, you know what? Let's, let's gung, let's get up for this game. You know, I'm, you, it's not like he said we're going to, you know, beat the heck out of Michigan. <laughs> that's a little in the disrespect realm. But when a guy says we're going to shock the world, I think that's a pretty good – I didn't mind that at all. I thought it was fine. I, you know, to hear players say that on other teams, I'm cool with that. So um, if you – I don't know. What were your thoughts on that? I um, I didn't think it was too bad either. I feel like it could be phrased better. Yeah. I – didn't hear him say it, so I don't know, and I'm not sure if there was a recording of it or if it was just um, shared, written, and texted and tweeted and whatnot. But my mindset more goes to, and this is the mindset of a lot of teams, but you've also heard it at Michigan, where we're going to show prove our worth on the football field. And so it's more of the humble approach. Yeah. Like if he had gone in and said, cause that, that's the thing. Everybody has to believe that they can win the game for there to be any chance. And the precursors to all of this too. And I'll go ahead and mention it now. So I don't have to mention it later is Michigan cannot overlook this game. Michigan cannot look, overlook any game. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. Doesn't matter if they're an FBS team or an FCS team. They can never overlook a game, so I'll say that here and now, and I don't think they do, and I don't think they will, especially with the coaching staff that they currently have. But I feel like these teams that are, you know, the Cincinnati's out there and things like that that Michigan's going to be facing, it, it, my thought would just be to say we don't count ourselves out of any fight. We're going to put the best play that we have on the field, and we're going to compete and go toe-to-toe with them. Boom, leave it at that. You don't have to say we're going to shock the world or anything that far. And like we both have said, that's not that extreme. But still, it's it's like you said, and like uh, Kurt Meister said, it's bulletin board material now. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you use it and you come out and you fire up you guys and you're ready to go. So, yeah. So I just feel like it's better, but still room for improvement. So, and to piggyback off that, let's go into talking about that. um, Talking about that radio guy who had the article talking about Michigan got by Florida. Yeah. This, okay. (laughs) I've got it right in front of me. Juicy dude. This one's really juicy. So let's, Yeah. I'll I'll go through and I'll try to skim this as quickly as possible to share some of the highlights, if you want to call it. Yeah. But um, 
I, I have not heard this guy on the on the radio. I've not heard if there are recordings of him. I, I've this is the only thing I've seen uh, that this guy has put out there. And uh, if you haven't seen it, it's from BearcatsSportsRadio.com. The guy's name is Gabe Query. I think is how you might pronounce his last name. But, yes, uh, he said that uh, – well, the title of it is Against the Michigan Wolverines, Bearcats Look to Regain National Prominence, which, okay, take that for what it's worth. But then, like you said, he labels it that Michigan got by Florida. Yeah, um, highlighted that. Yes, and it was highlighted in the article, and he repeated himself. Quite a bit. Yes. Repeated that, right. And then – but he goes on to say that the Bearcats got by Austin Pay, right? Which is kind of crazy to think because are you, because then by him saying that Michigan got by Florida, Bearcats got by Austin Pay, and that he is predicting that the Bearcats will beat Michigan, which we'll get to that later. He is essentially saying that Florida and Austin Pay are on the same playing field. <laughs> that's what I read out of that. Right. Yep. Like when you boil it all down, that's essentially what he is communicating through this article. Yeah. And the fact, if you read it, it literally puzzled me because I'm, I went in two different directions on what he was saying. He's almost contradicting himself. He literally. Oh, he did. He did so many times, like to a point to where he went from slamming Michigan on we shouldn't have won that because of the two picks by Wilton Spate and Florida was doing a good job to Florida couldn't do anything on us. We were totally dominating defensively, and we had them like dead to rights, and I just went, wait, you just said that we just got by. So I was like literally going, one minute you're just slamming, the next minute you're actually acting like we killed them. And so I was a little bit puzzled by this, by this article altogether. I don't know where he was going with it, but well, he also mentions how effective Don Brown's defense is. Like he's not denying that the defense isn't good, but then he essentially sums it up as there are two things that Cincinnati needs to do to win the game, which is their rushing defense. Which, hang on, <laughs> okay. <laughs> The rushing defense is going to be so strong against Michigan. This rushing defense that allowed Austin Pay, yep. a team that has not won a game, not had a winning season, I'm saying won a single game. Say the stats. Kerbmeister brought it up. Yes, and I will get to the stats. But this team has not won a football game since 2014. That's 28. Yes, and that so that is before... Jim Harbaugh even started coaching at Michigan. This yeah. team has not won a football game. And so this, break down what Caleb's saying, 28 games in a row, Austin Pay has not won a game. That's the longest in Division One. Yes, and they put up 224 – Austin Pay put up 224 rushing yards on Cincinnati. And this guy writing the article is saying that all – one of the two things that Cincinnati has to do is their rush defense. And it's already showing – that that is one, if not their worst qualities for their team, because when you look at their stats, they allow 224 rushing yards, but then they only allow 89 passing yards. So you're saying that your rushing defense has to be excellent, but your rushing defense really got blown out of the water 
compared to your passing defense. Yeah, they ran at 60, uh, 60 attempts, 224 yards. Yep. Yeah. So. so then the other key point that he uh, laid out there was converting on third downs. Yeah. So he's saying that the two things that Cincinnati needs to do is be good at their rush defense to be able to stop Michigan and all our running backs. And if they can control the rushing game, then if they can do a good job converting their third downs, this game is absolutely within their reach. I don't know if he's essentially phrasing it where it's a guaranteed win if they do that, but he's saying that those are the two most important things. And their third down efficiency against Austin Pay. Say it. Three three for 11. (laughs) There you go. Three for 11 versus Austin Pay. 27%. Yes. So you want to tell me then that they are somehow going to improve those numbers against one of the best defense. And he said that one of the best defenses, they're somehow going to improve their third down efficiency and do better than Florida, which he is saying is a worse team, which he's saying is a worse team than Cincinnati is from how he's phrasing it, who went Florida went two and 13 for third down efficiency against Michigan. But somehow Cincinnati on the road, that was a home game for them, by the way, against Austin Pay. On the road, somehow their rush defense and their third down efficiency is going to get better, and they are going to be in this game and able to potentially shock the world on the road at Michigan this weekend. Yeah, and Austin Pay had, what, time time of possession, 37% over Cincinnati's 22%. 22 time. So that just tells you what they did there. So, yeah. I mean, great points. <laughs> yeah. So I, that. I honestly, I, when I first started, when I first saw this, which was a couple of days ago, I read it. And when I got to the part where it says Michigan got by Florida and I finished that paragraph, I just stopped. I was just like, there's no reason for me to finish reading this. No. And no. then, um, and then, of course, we got closer to this, and we were going to talk about it more, and other people were talking about it more. So I went back to it, and I finished reading it. And I honestly was laughing while reading this article. <laughs> now, now, again, I will say I have no problem, and everybody needs to do it where every single week they need to believe that they have the opportunity to compete to potentially win the game. They have to do that. They have to, they have to believe that. And I have no problem with that because you want that mentality going into the game. Because if you don't have that, then pretty much can guarantee you're going to lose that game. Yeah, so, this game, it, it really was. This game was a close game. It wasn't, you know, Cincinnati wasn't blowing away Austin Pay, and, and the very fact is, that, you know, at, at the fourth quarter is when Bearcats started throwing the ball more and, and – and basically they had a hard time coming back. They just ran the ball most of the time. But, uh, yeah, it was a close game. It really was. So. But, but wait, but wait. One of my favorite parts. One of my favorite parts. Okay. Don't let, don't let me lose this. Uh, I just uh, was skimming through and I found this again. So he, he went ahead and pointed out that Michigan, that Florida only trailed Michigan by nine with under two minutes to play in the fourth quarter. Before the um, uh, defensive touchdown, right. So a minute thirty-seven left in the four. Uh, or yeah. Anyways, with under two to play, nine points. Nine points. What he doesn't mention that I didn't see, unless I sk- um, missed over it, 
with six minutes left in the game, Austin Pay trailed Cincinnati by six points. Six point. Yep. <laughs> with six minutes in the game. Yeah. <laughs> and so this Cincinnati team that only put up 26 points is somehow going to put up more points than Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. But then he goes on, and we will go ahead and go to the end of the article and go to his prediction where he says that the Bearcats will win 34-31. to 31. So they will score more points than they did against Austin Pay on the road at the big house big against house. a better defense. Yeah. I, oh. <laughs> it's just, it just makes me laugh, too. Actually, I get a big chuckle on it. Every time I read it, I just laugh. The, almost to a point where I think, this guy's kidding, right? This is a joke. Then he's not. He's not joking. This is an actual article. Look it up. You're looking for this to be coming from, like, The Onion or something like that. Yeah, exactly. I know. I'm thinking The Onion put this out. This got to be. So, so I think this is an appropriate place to say it where this brings back fond memories. And, uh, Craig, I think you might know where I'm going with this. I can't remember if I mentioned. No, I, I think I was talking to Brandon about it today. Or good from Brandon. We always talk. Um but I mentioned that there was a similar instance with this where there were, it was more of a fierce article and they were directly calling out. No, they weren't really directly calling out Jim Harbaugh, but basically they were saying they were going to take vengeance on Michigan this year. And it was the Northwestern article. No, oh, yeah. not from the school. It was another um, sports. Actually, I think it was a private blog. But this oh, yeah. is, this guy's this? from actually Bear Bearcat Sports Radio mm-hmm. from what I can tell. Um, so there was the blog article, first year under Jim Harbaugh, 2015. People should easily remember this. Maybe not the article, but at least the game. Uh, he called Michigan out saying that the team has just been behind Michigan and they've just been needing a little something extra and Jim Harbour is coming in and he's going to get a beating because they're ready for it and they're ready to put Michigan in their place and blah, 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 stuff like yeah. that. So how does the game like, go? Totally disrespect. I mean, well, yeah, and just totally going at it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's great. And so how did that game go, Craig? Can you can you refresh everyone's memory on how that game started and how that game finished? Yeah, pretty big, big goose egg by Northwestern. Yes, and that was the game that started with the kickoff return for touchdown. The um, game was over from the beginning. From the beginning. I think it was eight seconds in that there was yep. the touchdown, and Northwestern didn't put a single point up on the board. Yep. So that this instance, uh, that article back then I don't think was getting quite as much attention as this one was, but it, it just this has the same kind of feeling to me. Yeah, you got two actually – Austin Pays, he is right. It's a basketball school just north of, uh, and they're a little bit north of uh, Nashville, um, right on the border, really, of te- uh, Tennessee. But, um, and you got Cincinnati's also kind of a basketball school. So you got two basketball schools going at it, throwing slugging. <laughs> and then Cincinnati's going to come in and just whoop up on Michigan. I'm like, man, this is where I said, this is where Michigan's mentality. Because they're they're young, and when you get success, what happens when you you get success on the team? You want you know you you don't want them to go to their heads, and I think they're going to keep them grounded. 
And I think they're just going to – I just think this guy's out of his mind if he thinks this is going to happen. I mean he's not even being realistic. At least be a little bit realistic. He's not even in the ballpark. That's what makes me laugh about it. Yeah, he's over the top. Yeah, it's <laughs> – it is. It's like that guy from Northwestern, his over the top. Hey, And you know what the thing is? I can actually understand his a little bit more, the guy from Northwestern, because Northwestern was a good team. They had the, what, the, what, the number one defense in the country going against Michigan. So I can understand that a little bit more, but this was ridiculous. Yeah, I totally agree. He had The Northwestern guy had more ground to stand on than this Cincinnati article does. So basically, to sum that up, And now to talk about more fantastic stats and information going into this game for Cincinnati versus Michigan, which, by the way, is a noon kickoff. And where are we at? Noon kickoff. It's at Michigan Stadium. Point spread. Michigan is favored by 34 and a half points. If this guy, if this guy is really thinking this, he has got to be putting money on Cincinnati to at least cover the spread. He has to. Because oh, I'm yeah. sorry, if you can go on and write an article like that and believe it, which I would have to believe or imagine if he's writing all that, that he has to believe what he's saying, you got to put money on it. Because oh, yeah. you would bank on that. So especially if he's saying they're going to outright win, that would be a big money load. Anyways, um, Michigan favored by 34 and a half. Total of uh, 50 points scored by both teams. Um, But going into some of the stats, some other stats here, which it just makes me shake my head the more and more that we're going to be talking about this because Cincinnati allowed 20 first downs by Austin Pay. They allowed – there were – Five attempts on fourth downs, and they allowed three of them, so better than 50%. They allowed them to have 313 total yards. Like we mentioned, 224 was on the ground. And even with two turnovers by Austin Pay, they only won by 12 points. Yeah. And this is an interesting thing to point out. This, this, I knew this is where I was going. It was just in the back of my mind. Uh, Meister mentioned that he didn't think that they were going to score more than six points. Very true, very possible, and that is probably going to happen, or if it happens that way, is probably going to be by touchdown because uh, Cincinnati missed field goals. Yeah. And they missed extra points. Yep. Oh, no, extra point one single. Well, I'm sorry, just I one time. Running game, I think Bearcats running games at three, they're like – Little over three yards of carry, and <laughs> if you can't, you better do better than that. I can't believe you get three yards of carry against Awesome Pay. <laughs> how do you do that? How is that possible to a team who's lost twenty eight games in a row and the, the most in Division One, and you run three yards per carry, and you expect it to do that against the number one defense? If you can't do that, then you're going to be able to pass it. And what were the passing? They had to pass it, right? And so, but they're, who's it, Boone? Is there a quarterback, I believe? Or, yeah, I think that's his name. He, uh, 
he had a slow game. Oh, Boone Boone was the running back. Oh, running back. Uh, Moore, I mean, Moore yeah, was the Moore, yeah. He had sixty percent, which is pretty good, but um, you know, he, he he struggled in the first half of that game. He was overthrowing play, uh, players and things like that. So that's why he struggled. And if you don't think Michigan's gonna tee off on that guy, you're crazy. Yeah, and not to mention that it's not just a rushing game that Michigan has, even though there was the struggles with the passing game, Spate had two passes of 55 yards. Right. So there's the deep ball that you have to worry about too. Right. So you've got bigger, stronger, faster running backs. So you're going to probably put more guys in the box or more guys closer to line. So you're going to open up the backfield and it's going to be a constant move back and forth. So there are going to be openings that Michigan can capitalize on. Yeah. Uh, You pointed out, and I'll let you say it, but the head coach, Luke Fickle, is familiar to Michigan fans because he was a coach at Ohio State, but he was also the head coach for the year in between Trestle and Meyer, and you had an interesting thing to say about that. Yeah, he was the interim coach, I believe, in 2000, what was it, 2011, yep, he yeah, he was the interim. He brought in. <laughs> and what makes me laugh is because Fickle was um, coaching that game that we had Denard Robinson, and actually that's our, the last game we, we beat Ohio State in. So I'm going, look, Fickle, if you can't beat us with Ohio State's roster, what the heck do you think you can beat us with Cincinnati's? <laughs> so go on. You're kidding, right? <laughs> Exactly. Well, and, and I thought that was hilarious. But to his credit, from what I have seen, and I will admit I have not been watching everything coming out of uh, Cincinnati sports media and everything, but I have not seen Luke Fickle say much um, as, wow. like, any kind of trash talking. Have you seen anything? or No. Okay. No. Well, that's great. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I mean – Coaches can say certain things, and there are certain times uh, appropriate and everything. And, you know, when you're the underdog, there are times for it and times not for it. But compared to how we saw things kind of develop last year with pre-Rutgers, you know, Ash was saying some things too. So I just think that it's a wiser choice by Fickle to just put his head down, do work, and get your players on the field and compete on the field. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give him that. And the interesting thing that I want to point out, because I think I may have said it before back in 2011, but if I didn't, actually a couple things I'll mention here, um, is that I think Luke Fickle looks like Adam Sandler. <laughs> he does. He certainly does, man. Like, you need some, like, Adam Sandler music or some kind of, like, soundbite. Oh, Oh, well, I don't really have a soundbite directly from him. I do have something from, oh, yes, this is so applicable. So it's not Adam Sandler himself. But to kind of sum up some of the thoughts that we have heard from other individuals in uh, the sports realm and everything on their thoughts on Cincinnati's performance against Michigan this weekend. I will go ahead and play this lovely little segment right here. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. 
at no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> that is the article, man. <laughs> read I for- it. <laughs> I forgot I had that. It's so true, man. You read that article, and that's, I swear, I lost some brain cells on that. <laughs> just... Uh, hey man, that's haters hate, and that are just people. Hey God, God love them, man. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, you're always gonna get a little bit of that. So, but um, people get paid more than us. So. Yeah, very true. Yeah, yeah, definitely give it that. But. Yeah. Other thoughts on this game. I know that we focused a lot on the Cincinnati stats and everything. I mean, everybody's pretty familiar with Florida, uh, Michigan because they've played one game against Florida. Mm-hmm. Other thoughts going into this game from Michigan's side of it then? Well, I think we're going to – I think our offense is going to improve. And to me, it's just going to be, you know, our running backs are primed and ready. We got the three-headed monster and – Higdon and Isaac and Evans going, and it's going to be really tough for them to tee off on who's going to run the ball, and we're going to be fresh legs all the time. So I think you're going to see improvement on the offensive line again. This defense is just – I think this defense is hungry. They're fast. They're strong. I think you're going to see even better with the secondary. The secondary, even the Florida game, got better as the game went along, which was great because in in the beginning they were a little bit – you know, first game jitters, and you don't, you know, you know. I, th- I saw um, some of the secondary guys miss some some assignments and things like that. But uh, I expect good things in this game. But um, I, I think I th- most everybody is waiting to see how Wilton does in this game, and to see if he plays better. And I think he will. Yeah, I do agree. I think he will too. I mean, I know. Like we've been already discussing that it's a different opponent than Florida. Florida still has a good defense. It might not be as good as it was last year. I mean, players lost to graduation and the draft as well as players lost to suspension. But it was still a good defense. Um, It was definitely better than their offense. Let's put it that way. So there will be be improvement i honestly think across the board i think we're gonna have multiple running backs look great on the weekend i think that our wide receivers are going to be more involved uh this will be an opportunity to give them more in-game um reps and production on the field get them a little bit more comfortable in there because there wasn't uh, as much action through the air against Florida. I think you'll see more of that this week uh, here than against Cincinnati. Um, I'm tr- there was – man, some just slipped my mind. But, yeah, it's, um, it's going to be exciting for some of these guys. I mean, we'll go back and talk about the young players on this team and people kind of dogging Michigan on it. Some people – I can't name anybody off the top of my head, but some of the media is getting behind Michigan now and saying how youth is not an issue for their team. 
and we were talking on social media and somebody was being sarcastic. It actually may have been Steven. I can't remember. Somebody was being sarcastic on Twitter and just being like, well, but they're a young team. How could they be this good? (laughs) And I just responded with, you're never too young to kick ass. So it's the team's looking good. It's one game. I'm not going to try to jump the gun because there's only so much you can learn from one game as well as only learn from one game where 10 players are suspended. So I, um, this is probably going to be one of those games where there'll be that sizable lead eventually, maybe before halftime or at least in the second half where you can get a rotation of the other players in, get backup quarterback in there, you know, some game time so that they can get used to being on the field, maybe throw more than one pass and just a bunch of players in there and give people playing experience because this is when you want to do it because there definitely will be tests this year and I would like to see more involvement with players getting in there. But you do have to remember where we are discussing about this being a potential. uh, Well, I guess we haven't discussed a whole lot yet, but there is the potential for a shutout. And we know how the the coaching staff is where they want to record or record reward the defense for the hard work that they put in. And they want they want that shutout. Yeah. If if it's there, if the potential is there, they they want to give the defense that reward. When have we ever seen that? I mean, in a long, long time from Michigan, you actually know that the the coaching staff wants a shutout. I mean, they're literally encouraging it. It's a long been, time. I know it's crazy, and I'm I'm with you. I, I I'm exactly right. I think that you know you got Doctor Blitz Brown, man. He's going to bring it all. I think he's just like um, Kurt Meister said. He's just going to bring so many blitz packs packages. It's going to make the defensive coordinator for Cincinnati freak out. And he's just going to go, I don't know where they're coming from. I think you're going to see some three-man sets just because I think we're going to be so dominant that the offensive line for Cincinnati can't even handle our three. <laughs> so you're going to see it open, and it's going to be something something to see. But, uh, I mean, God bless Cincinnati, dude. It's going to be tough. But you know what? Cincinnati, the best thing that they can do and I'll say it'll be similar to the Colorado game. Uh, remember the Colorado game where I think Cincinnati's got to come out really, really strong. That's when they're fresh. I think that's when they're at their best. They're going to be if they're if they can't move this ball at all in the first or second quarter, they're done for. There's no way. I don't think they can keep keep up with the Michigan's talent. So they're going to have to score early. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree with these with this these teams that don't have the same level of athletes the same speed athleticism strength it's very important for them to establish themselves early in the game uh because as soon as they slip as soon as there's one mistake they have the potential of completely losing it so if they lose it too early there's almost no climbing back right yeah so yeah very well put um the oh there's there's a lot more that can be said, but I know that we need to get into the score predictions. We've locked or dump it, and then we definitely want to touch on uh, just mentioning some of the other Big Ten games. There's a lot going on with this. 
with the uh, the voicemails at the beginning. So I'm trying to make sure that we keep track and keep time for everything. So what we can go ahead and move into. Yeah, let's go ahead and move into lock it or dump it. The lock it or dump it segment as I lost my sound bits. But uh, moving into lock it or dump it. First one, first one up. And I need to bring up the stats from last game against Florida, Michigan versus Florida. The team put up six sacks. Six sacks. Michigan had defense had six sacks against Florida. So first question is, or not question, but locker dump, Michigan will have more than nine sacks in the game. I had to put it high because it's got to be there where it's tough. More than six, I say lock it. But I'm saying more than nine. Oh, more than nine. Yeah, I will say, boy. It's tough. You know what? I'm going to say, no, dump it. And the reason why is uh, Cincinnati's it has an up-tempo uh, offense. I don't know if a lot of people know that. It's up-tempo, which makes it really, really difficult to sack the quarterback when he gets the ball, rid of the ball so quickly, so I'll say no. All right. Go ahead and dumping that. I will go ahead and go with – oh, gosh, man. I, I'll say – I watched that game, watching film, getting ready to talk about Cincinnati versus Michigan – and it was it looked so slow. It really looked so slow, honestly. Um yeah. how fast the athletes were moving on the field. I I feel like it's gonna be nine, but I will like, go ahead and lock it. Okay. And say that it'll be uh ten or more. I, I feel like that's how I like I said, I really honestly think it's probably gonna get to nine and so it'll be even and both of us will be losers on that one. Anyways, uh, okay. There will be multiple running backs with 100 yards. Ooh, good one. For Michigan, obviously. Oh, man. I'll say, I'll say you can lock it. Lock it up. Yep. And I will go ahead and echo you on that one and agree that I believe that there will be. Um, more than one. Um, first two that come to mind, Evans and Higdon. If Isaac doesn't have as productive as of a day that he did last time, even if he doesn't have as a productive of a day as he did against Florida, he could still break a hundred yards because he broke two hundred last week, which was crazy. So, but all right. So then, last one coming up. This one, as we put the whispers out about the potential of a shutout this this one is would be a big step for the defense but michigan the michigan defense will not allow cincinnati to have a hundred rushing yards or a hundred passing yards okay read that again the michigan defense will not allow cincinnati to have a hundred rushing yards or a hundred passing yards so essentially keeping them under 200 total yards. Uh, you can lock that. Lock it up. Yep. 
it's, it's tough. You know, those are the really tough ones. You know why? Because the garbage touchdown, you know, the garbage stuff at the end. Yeah. And those are the ones where you go, man, <laughs> that's what makes it really difficult. So, Yeah, that's the thing that worries me about that. So with the garbage time, I think I'm going to go ahead and dump it. I think that something just at the end, something's going to break a hundred. I mean, maybe, maybe it'll be more than that. Maybe it'll be earlier on, but I'm going to, I'll go ahead and dump that one. So, okay. Uh, then we can move into final thoughts and then final predictions for the game. We got to get the, get the music going, get pumped up. Cause it's almost Saturday. It's almost yeah. game day. Here we go. And we get to get final thoughts. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Go ahead. All right. I was pretty high on Michigan last week. There were a lot of players suspended for Florida. But with uh, not the same situation for Cincinnati, I don't think it's going to make a huge difference. We saw how they struggled against Austin Pay. We talked about the potential of shutout. I'm still kind of back and forth a little bit with if they're going to put up points or not. But the amount of points that I think Michigan is going to score. Oh, man. I'm going to go ahead and do 55. 55? Yeah. 55? Yeah, I'm doing 55. Oh, man. And do I say the shutout? I, ah. I agree with Kerbmeister that it's either it's it's going to be like six points or it's going to be nothing. Right. I'm gonna go. Oh, give me the Kool Aid. I'll go ahead and give him zero points. <laughs> so, um, yeah, because Michigan defense just too strong. We saw how Cincinnati struggled. The team's gonna be pumped. It's gonna be home game. It looks like it's gonna be a nice Saturday. Uh, they do the hurry up offense. Honestly, I think that might be more of a detriment to them than a help because D- Bush. Devin Bush, man. The guy went nuts on Florida. So throw whatever you want to at him. He's still going to be fast. He's still going to get in that backfield. He's still going to cause chaos. Um, Yeah, so I think Cincinnati's going to have a bunch of problems. I think that both the passing and the rushing game are going to be great for Michigan. Um, So, yeah, 55-0. Craig, shoot. Well, this is going to be a great game. Um also, you have to remember is Cincinnati, in a way, what they said, they, even the conference, they said that they held off on showing Austin Pay all their uh, weapons, and they're saving it for Michigan. So I can't wait to see this. <laughs> Michigan, yeah, Michigan's too strong. So we got Cincinnati not showing all their plays. They got Michigan with their amazing defense. They're flying all over the field. I think our secondary is going to be better at and I think it's going to cause havoc for Cincinnati the whole entire game. We're going to be ready for this. 100,000 screaming fans. I think Wilton Spade's going to be much, much better in this game. I think you're going to see so much. Uh, both, I think you're just going to have a great game. I think we're going to run all over them. So I've got Michigan 45, and I've got Cincinnati 13. 45 to the 13. I see a couple field goals for them. and 
All right. Well, interesting. Um, so you have, we both have the over on the game of over 50 points, but you have, I have them covering the spread and you, sir, do not. <laughs> so interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Uh, great. Good thoughts. I am, I, along with everyone else, is, I'm excited for this. So, and we will be there. And actually, at the end, before we sign off, we have something to say about game day. But quickly, before the ending of things and before we go into closing thoughts, I need to pull up the Big Ten football schedule for week two. And I I imagine most people have heard the big game for the Big Ten this weekend is Ohio State facing off against Oklahoma at home. Right. And for some reason, I don't know why, but it's not giving me uh, rankings. But both teams are ranked. Uh, That's a big one for the Big Ten. Always an interesting matchup. I was playing Iowa State this weekend. That's a rivalry game. I always enjoy that one. Can be really good and really entertaining for that. Interesting one to watch is Northwestern playing Duke as well which Northwestern is actually favored in that one. Yeah. I think it's by a favorable margin. Where'd you go? Really? That's interesting. Oh, nope, never mind. It's not as much as I thought. It's only by three points. Oh, yeah, that's – well, that makes sense. Okay. I was yeah. ready to say you're kidding favorable. I'm like, Duke's got a pretty good team. Yeah, I know. That's. I was surprised when they were even favored yeah. – uh, that Northwestern was even favored. But uh, Ohio plays at Purdue. Northwestern game is at Duke. Uh, Townsend plays at Maryland. Uh, who looked really good last week against Texas. Iowa is at Iowa State for that game. Florida, Atlantic is at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's ranked number nine. Here we go. I'm getting the rankings now. Interesting one, Western Michigan, who took USC kind of down to the wire, put up a really good fight on the road at USC. They are going this week and playing Michigan State in East Lansing. So that could be a good game. Pittsburgh, who gave Penn State issues last year, are going on the road to Penn State, ranked number four. Mm -hmm. Might have to watch that. Eastern Michigan is playing at Rutgers. Indiana is playing at Virginia. Nebraska is at Oregon. And Western Kentucky is at Illinois. Minnesota is on the road at Oregon State. And Oregon State's actually favored in that one. Interesting. But here's the rankings. It's number five, Oklahoma, at number two, Ohio State. And I saw somebody share a graphic. Yeah, what, a, what a game, man. Yeah, that will be intense. That will be a big one. It's at 7.30 p.m. And I saw a graphic put out there that when Ohio State hosts a top five AP team. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. Wait a minute. Hang on. I've got to look this up. I tweeted it out, and now I have to go back and look and make sure to see how it's set. Oh, wait, maybe it's a non-conference. Maybe that's what it was. They lose? Yeah, they lose. It's got to be non-conference because Michigan was ranked um, last year. Okay, hold on. Yeah, okay, it's non-conference. So, yeah, they are 0-5-1 at home when facing off against AP top five non-conference opponents. Okay, that makes sense. Because I was it like, say anything about at night, though. 
No. Because that's interesting because if you think about it, they, Ohio State has lost some games at night. Remember Virginia Tech, they lost to them. Remember Michigan State, they lost to them. Those were all night games. Oh, yeah. So wondering if they are. They have a. I think Ohio State has a hard time beating teams, like you said, at night when it comes to that. So In the dock. In the dock, yeah. All so. right. Wow. Well, we are pushing long. Crazy, man, I don't know what to say about that game, but I'll be watching. Yes. And Oklahoma better bring it. That's all I'm saying. You want to be in the top five, you better – you got to gotta win the games like this. Absolutely. Well, we are pushing long for time. So yeah. let's go ahead here, and we will transition into some quick closing thoughts. Okay, well, I will go ahead and mention real quick that uh, I just realized that the volume was a little bit louder because of the voicemails, and I Uh never turned down the volume. So if there was loud volume earlier, it's all Craig's fault. But anyways. Screaming, yeah. Yeah, I I apologize for that if the volume was loud. Uh, But moving along, closing thoughts. We will be at the game this weekend. There will actually be a tailgate for the Blue Network group. So, like, the Blueprint show. I think maybe people from the Blueprint blog will be there. We will be there from the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Other people will be there. I think there's going to be sound system there. It's going to be at the Pioneer High School. Where? We don't know yet. Uh, I'm sorry, what? It's a big area, so we're going to see what we're going to do. Yeah, and so it depends on when we get there and where we're able to get a spot and everything. We're going to try to be there early. Uh, so Rashawn is going to be there. We're going to be there. We'll probably put something out on Twitter, something like that, once we get set up and figured out. So if you're going to be at the game looking around, Craig and I will be doing something new for the sports cast on game days in Ann Arbor. That should work. Yeah. We've got some new stuff we're excited about, and it's going to be fan interaction. So if you're there and you want to participate, got to find us. We'll probably not be too hard to spot. I'll probably be wearing – I haven't decided yet. I've got, somebody got me a Harbaugh jersey that I haven't worn to a game yet that I kind of want to wear, but I also want to wear the sports cast shirt, so I'm, I'm torn. But we should be easy to find. And uh, find us, and we will have something cool that you guys might be able to uh, participate with uh, with talking about Michigan football. And yeah. I think that's it. Any – oh, go yeah. ahead. I mean, yeah, tailgate with it. We should be having some great things happening. So can't wait. Yep, something new every year, and we're taking strides forward. So it will be good, and it will be fun. We thank you guys for listening. We are pushing along on time. But uh, there's always so much that can be said. So if you guys do want to give your reactions to the game, call the voicemail on Saturday or Sunday to get us your thoughts as quickly as possible so we can put them in the show. And we will be looking forward to Saturday, as I'm sure all of you are. Hope your Friday goes well, because game day is almost here. We'll finish things off with Go Blue. Go Blue.